welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so others can find the show too. My guest today is Dr. Michael Walsh. Michael is an associate professor with the University of Western Australia. He has spent 30 years working on the development of alternative weed control techniques, in particular, the research and development of harvest weed seed control systems. He is currently in the U.S. on a Fulbright scholarship, assisting with research on the use of these systems and U.S. crop production systems. Hello, Michael. Hi, Drew. How are you? I'm doing well in this wintry wonderland of of Pullman, Washington. I hope uh, it's a little warmer where you are. It's uh, it's a balmy 70 degrees here in Texas oh. today, so it's uh, definitely very nice. Ah, very good. So um, you're over here uh, helping U.S. researchers uh, incorporate harvest weed seed control systems and research them and, and their use in our systems here in the U.S., but um, how do you see harvest weed seed control systems in general fitting into our integrated weed management programs? Uh, yeah, I think the um, the fit for harvest weed seed control here in the US is, is very similar to the fit in Australia. So in Australia, the systems were developed as a and then the end of season approach to targeting weed seed production. And so the idea is that you would use something at the end of the, the season during harvest to kill the weed seeds as they pass through the combine and prevent those weed seeds from entering the, the soil seed bank. So it's a, it's a preventative weed control practice. And it will be a very similar use pattern here in the US. So at the end of the growing season, particularly with herbicide resistance now, there's lots of weeds that are surviving through to maturity. Uh, and so there's lots of weed seeds present on those weed plants at crop harvest. So there is an opportunity here in the US to target that weed seed production to again have a similar impact on inputs into the, the weed seed bank. Okay, and and I know you've been here to the Pacific Northwest a few times, and the the, the um, systems were kind of developing wheat production systems of Australia, and and probably will move over fairly well here uh, to this part of the world. But you've you've kind of been in the Midwest looking at corn and soybeans. How do you see them working in those systems? Uh, yeah, so that's that's exactly right, Drew. The the systems were developed in Australia with a focus on targeting annual ryegrass in wheat production-based cropping programs. Um, and so they have been have evolved and they do fit pretty well for those types of systems. And it's, there's a lot of similarities between wheat production in Australia and wheat production in the Pacific Northwest. Corn and soybeans is a completely different scenario. Um, it's a it's a different harvest time in terms of the time of the year. It's harvesting in much cooler, uh, typically moister conditions. Um, there's different, particularly for corn, there's a different header used. Um, so there's a, a different potential for weed seed collection. Um, and there's different species as well. Um, and so that's, there's some of the big key differences that I think are going to impact the efficacy of harvest weed seed control systems here in the US. 
in those particular production systems. So uh, when you were here a few weeks ago, um, we learned that there's actually quite a few more of these uh, mill systems uh, out there than, than I thought there were. Uh, so growers are starting to adopt them. How how long do you think it'll take them to start seeing the effect of using these harvest weed seed control uh, methods, particularly the um, the mill type systems on combines? Yeah, that, that was a that was a really a big surprise, Drew, when we learned about the the level of of adoption um, of one of the mill systems. It was um, well encouraging, very pleasing. And good to see that there is such a, an extensive or significant interest in the, the use of um, harvest weed seed control, and in particular the mill systems. The, there is obviously some cautionary tales around their use, though. Of course, they, they're not um, they're not going to provide an instant result um, because they are targeting the, the seed bank inputs, and and so the overall effects are very much dependent on just what the size of the weed seed bank is. So, um, you know, if you if you use a, a mill system or a harvest weed seed control system during harvest one year, um, but you have a very big or very large weed seed bank, then you may not see an impact for three or maybe four years. Uh, however, if you've got a, a fairly controlled seed bank level, then you can actually see the results within the first year of use. So, um, it all very much depends on what the what the size of the weed seed bank is for the species that we're dealing with. Okay, and also probably a little bit of on what how much seed is actually left in the head at at harvest time. So are you are you collecting or destroying ninety percent of the seed, which I think is fairly common with your major weeds in Australia, or is it more like forty or fifty percent? That, that's a very good point, Drew. So th- we have to keep an eye on the level of seed retention. So. Seed retention refers to the amount of seed, of total seed production by a weed plant that's retained at a height that ensures that it gets collected by the, by the combine. Um, so if that seed retention level is high, so 80 to 90%, then you're more likely to see a, a big impact fairly quickly on your, your subsequent seed, oh, sorry, subsequent weed numbers. Um, but similar to the seed bank influence, if the, the seed retention level is low, so 40 to 50 percent, then it will potentially be a few years before you'll see an impact on the, the weed population. So it really is very much dependent on both how much is in the seed bank, but also just how much seed you're actually targeting during the, the harvest operation. Okay. There, there's a number of different harvest weed seed control systems uh, utilized in Australia. How, how how have these systems affected or how are they, they affecting... Um, Australian growers and the way they go about farming? Yeah, so at the moment there's um, six different systems um, and they vary in how they they target the chaff fraction during harvest. So the chaff fraction is where the, the weed seeds exit the combine um, during a, a typical harvest operation where the, the combine has been set up appropriately. Uh, and so these systems have all been developed to target that chaff fraction to to control the, the weed seeds that are present. Um, they range in what in the way that they treat the chaff and that influences their adoption, if you like. So um, some of the, the simple approaches have been just concentrating the chaff material into the windrows, um, either to leave it there in situ and do nothing, um, 
whereas other systems have been about collecting material in carts or part of a bailing operation. Um, so the range of op options vary in terms of their, I guess, sophistication, if you like, um, and cost of uh, initial setup. So something like a, a chaff lining system, very easy to, to set one of those systems up, just a, a few hundred dollars, um, compared to, say, an impact mill system, which costs several thousands of dollars to, in, to purchase and install. Um, they're sort of the two spectrums of um, options for, for managing your chaff during the harvest. And, and so then becomes really very much a, a matter of preference for the growers. Which system um, do they want to try initially? Um, and then after those initial few years of use, which system are they then prepared to, to graduate to for ongoing use? And um, what's your current estimates on on adoption of harvest weed seed control methods in Australia? Yeah, so the current estimates based on a survey in 2019 uh, is that 70% of Australian growers are using some form of harvest weed seed control uh, at the moment. Um, they're mostly using the, the relatively simple forms of harvest weed seed control, so concentrating residues during harvest and then well, either burning those residues or leaving them in situ. Um, yeah, but overall, very high level of adoption, uh, which indicates to us as researchers that harvest weed seed control now is an accepted practice and that growers recognise the opportunity to to use this weed control treatment uh, at crop harvest to, to help manage their, their weed, program, weed management. Okay. You've spent a little time here in, in eastern Washington and seen our systems and, and uh, some of our unique uh, geography. Um, what are your thoughts on on harvest weed seed control and how effective it might be here versus uh, what you know in Australia? Yeah, I think well, there's definitely some geographical challenges with the the, uh, the sloping hills. Um, I mean, that but that's a challenge during harvest operation anyway. Um, the but I guess that in that context, anything that that affects the operation of the combine does affect your ability to, to target weed seeds during harvest. So, you know, growers have obviously been dealing with that for a long period of time in the Pacific Northwest, so they they, should, they know about their, their combine setup, so they should be aware of how to make sure the the, the weed seeds are exiting in, in the chaff fraction. Um, it, there's obviously some systems that are just not going to, to work in that region, so things like chaff carts, um, or burning operations uh, are not really going to be an option for that region. So um, you're either looking at uh, chaff-only systems, so um, chaff lining, chaff tram lining, or the, the impact systems, impact mill systems that are going to be more suitable to those um, to that environment in particular. And I think that, you know, given the similarities that we talked about, we're targeting um, cereal, targeting grass weeds in cereal crops. Um, it, there should be some good learnings from Australia that uh, the growers in that region can adopt. All right. Uh, so what's what's next on your agenda as a Fulbright uh, scholar in the States and then when you get back to Australia? Well, yeah, the next on the agenda has been looking at um, opportunities during cotton harvest. Um, so that's a, a completely different scenario. It's a different type of harvesting system. So it's been 
kind of fun playing around and with those uh, cotton pickers and cotton strippers to, just to see what happens during harvest of the, to the weeds that are present. Um, and then I guess also looking at um, all the other alternate technology, weed control technology research that's underway here in the US. There's some, some pretty exciting stuff going on and hoping to, to take some of the some of those opportunities back to Australia with me. Oh, perfect. Well, that's that's what these international collaborations are about, sharing new ideas and hopefully making uh, both collaborators better off in the end. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Drew. There's, uh, there's a lot of learning that goes on when, uh, when we start sharing our ideas and, and visiting different locations and seeing how those ideas are being implemented. All right, Michael, uh, I've appreciated our collaborations and your visits here in the Pacific Northwest. I wish you the best in what remains of your time in the U.S. and um, hope to uh, learn more about what you've learned when you get back to Australia. Thanks, Drew, and uh, yeah, look forward to continuing our research efforts. As I do, too. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear in future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications and the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by guests of this podcast are their own and does not imply Washington State University's endorsement.